Superbrain is a labour of love. Alas, no podcast can survive on love alone. We don't have a sponsor, so we need your support for Superbrain to stay alive and kicking. You can make a one-off donation by following the Support This Show link in the show or episode description. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you've got a brain, you are in the right place because you are listening to Super Brain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. My name is Sabina Brennan and in this booster episode, I thought I'd share with you how specialised cells in your brain help you to physically navigate the world around you without bumping into things, tripping over stuff or falling down or indeed falling up steps. The cells that make up the human brain and the nervous system are called neurons. You have approximately 80 6 billion neurons in your brain. They communicate with each other and with the cells in the rest of your body using electrical and chemical signals. In fact, the primary function of neurons is to transmit information throughout your brain and your body. Some of that information comes from internal sources and some from the external environment. The spinal cord has three types of neurons, sensory neurons, motor neurons and interneurons. Broadly speaking, sensory neurons are activated by sensory information, as their name would suggest, from the world around you. So, for example, when you smell the aroma of freshly baked bread in the supermarket. God, why do they always put it near the entrance? It's far too tempting. Anyway, when you encounter that smell of freshly baked bread or of petrol at a filling station, your sensory neurons will send off information about the signals that they've just received. The same applies to your remaining four senses in terms of transmitting that sensory information. Now, the motor neurons in the spinal cord connect to your muscles, glands and your internal organs. So these neurons transmit information from the spinal cord to your muscles. Upper motor neurons send signals from the brain to the spinal cord and lower motor neurons send messages from the spinal cord to the muscles in your arms or legs, for example, called the skeletal muscles or in the muscles, the smooth muscles in your organs, in your stomach, for example. Now, into neurons connect the motor and sensory neurons in the spine and they also can communicate with each other via very complex networks. That's pretty straightforward. Information comes in through sensory neurons, for example, heat coming onto your fingers if you put your hand on a hot stove. And in response, motor neurons transmit information to the muscles in your hand and arm and fingers to move your hand off the stove. Now, when it comes to the brain, things get a bit more complicated, actually, in fact, a lot more complicated. Because while there are sensory and motor areas in the brain and sensory and motor neurons within those areas, there are possibly hundreds of different types of neurons that scientists are still trying to classify and to understand. Problems with spatial navigation or what you might call more generally clumsiness are a common symptom of brain fog and one that people are often surprised to see listed as a brain fog symptom. 
If you think bumping into things or indeed not bumping into things is a physical skill rather than a brain activity, you'd really be wrong. Moving around and knowing where you are in different spaces is a complex task carried out by a detailed network of neurons in your brain. This network is so brilliant at its job that it usually seems effortless to you and I as we navigate our way around chairs and tables in our home and crossing roads and stepping up steps and down steps and all the things that we do every day with actually out even thinking about it. However, if this network underperforms or malfunctions in any way, you may find yourself feeling confused about where you are or taking a wrong turning or bumping into things. So how does the brain know where you are and how to move freely in space? If you are a regular listener to this podcast, you'll have heard me mention a part of the brain called the hippocampus. It's really quite small and it's shaped like a seahorse. I've mentioned it in previous episode because of its role making memories and in learning new information and also in transferring information taken in during the day to be made into memories at night time when we sleep. But specific cells in and around this little workhorse help us to recognise places, move around them and store memories related to them. Essentially, they help you to know where you are and how to get to other places. I remember being absolutely blown away when I first was made aware of the idea that there are cells inside our brains that only fire in particular locations. They are aptly named place cells and they encode self-location. That is they encode where we are at any point in time. These place cells remap when we move to another location. We also have cells that act like a compass, telling us which direction we are facing. These head direction cells are located next to the hippocampus and they help us to reconstruct a scene from a different point of view. They always make me think about those 3D virtual reality maps. For example, you know, those ones that allow you to explore the inside of a house on real estate websites. I'm really familiar with them as I've spent a lot of time this year looking for a new house and finding my way around and inside the house through the 3D software and you change direction and you get to look at the room from another point of view. The brain, as I've said lots of times before, absolutely loves patterns and it uses neurons called grid cells to connect patterns of places next to each other. And it seemed to provide information about distance travelled between places, a bit like a step counter that you'd have on your watch, but within your brain, they seem to be able to kind of keep track of distance between places. Border cells are another type of cell involved in spatial navigation. And as the name suggests, they only fire when we are located next to the border or the edge of a room or a specific environment. I don't know why I think that is so cool, but I really do. I I just think it's amazing. Now, most of the research in this area is done on rodents and I, if my memory serves me correctly, I'm pretty sure I've seen some videos that actually show these neurons firing only in specific locations. I'll see if I can track some down and if I can, I'll add them to this week's Superbrain blog, which you can find on sabinabrennan.ie. So essentially, place cells, head cells, grid cells and border cells all communicate with each other, working together and creating patterns of activity that are repeated later, allowing your brain to learn where you have been and relate memories to specific places. 
So if you want to remember somewhere where you've been for a next visit, try to repeat the process of going there and moving around that space in your imagination so your neurons can reinforce this learning and create a solid memory of navigating that particular space. One random fact from research is that people from the country or from cities that have random street layouts, like Dublin is a city that has very random street layouts, people from the country and those kind of cities have better spatial navigation than those from organised cities. So cities, say, like New York, that are very organised on a grid-like structure. That's it for this episode. I hope you found it interesting and possibly even useful. I'll also share a video that I made about spatial memory involving London taxi drivers and homing pigeons. I'll add the link to that into this week's Super Brain blog. My name is Sabina Brennan and you have been listening to Super Brain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. My aim for Boosters is to share insights from neuroscience, psychology and from my own life that might help you to better understand why we do the things we do, how we can reach our true potential and move from just surviving to thriving in life. If there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover in an upcoming booster shot, please do let me know. You'll find me on Instagram at Sabina Brennan and Twitter at Sabina underscore Brennan. You can, of course, also email me at info at superbrain.ie. For the price of a coffee, you can listen to Superbrain ad free over on patreon.com forward slash superbrain. I couldn't do this show without my brilliant editor, Emily Burke, and there'd be no point in doing the show at all without you, my wonderful listeners. So thank you for tuning in today. Tune in on Monday for another fascinating interview with an inspiring guest and on Thursday for another booster shot from me. My name is Sabina Brennan. You have been listening to Superbrain, the podcast for everyone with a brain. 